bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China stress unswerving support for private economy. And Qinggang said China rejects decoupling and unilateral sanctions in his first annual press conference as foreign minister at the two sessions. China's two sessions, 2023. China's leadership has vowed to unswervingly consolidate and develop the public sector and unswervingly encouraging, supporting and guiding the development of the non-public sector in China. Chinese President Xi Jinping on Monday reaffirmed the country's support for the private sector and urged proper guidance for its healthy and high-quality development, stressing equal treatment of state-owned and private enterprises, calling for effort in encouraging and supporting the growth of the private economy and enterprises to boost market expectations and confidence. In the government work report delivered on Sunday, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang said we should, in accordance with the law, protect the property rights of private enterprises and the rights and interests of entrepreneurs. China should encourage and support the private sector and private businesses in growing and expanding, and support micro, small and medium-sized enterprises and self-employed individuals in business development, Li said. We should cultivate a cordial and clean relationship between government and business and create an environment in which enterprises under all forms of ownership can compete and grow on a level playing field. Effective measures and policies should be rolled out to boost market expectations and confidence, Li added. As an important part of China's economic development, the private sector contributes over 60% of the GDP, over 50% of the total tax revenue and over 80% of urban employment, besides more than 70% of technological innovations and 90% of market entities in China, according to the National Development and Reform Commission. During the top legislative meetings, political influencers are emphasizing giving equal rights to private companies to succeed amid economic recovery, as meeting participants have suggested that state-owned enterprises and private companies should be teammates, and they ought to be treated equally from institutional and legal perspectives. Delegates have made proposals to safeguard private firms' rights and interests while breaking down access barriers and supporting the growth of small, even micro-sized companies. The private sector will embrace new opportunities and the stage for private enterprises will be bigger as the country's economy is expected to pick up significantly in 2023, Guo Weiming, a spokesperson for the first session of the 14th National Committee of the CPPCC, said on Friday. China rejects decoupling, opposes severing industrial and supply chains, and opposes imposing unilateral sanctions, Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gang said at a press conference on the sidelines of the ongoing two sessions today. China stands firmly against any form of hegemonism and power politics, against the Cold War mentality and camp-based confrontation, and against containment and suppression, he stated. The U.S. perception and views toward China are seriously detorted, and Beijing hopes Washington will explore the right way to get along with China that benefits both countries and the world. China will take multilateralism as the way forward and promote the building of a community with a shared future for humanity, said the foreign minister. 
while as well dropping the use of the U.S. dollar and the euro in China-Russia trade, Qing said China will use whatever currency is efficient, safe, and credible. Currency should not be used as a trump card for unilateral sanctions, he said. The China-Russia relationship is not a threat to any country, nor is it subject to any interference or discourse sowed by any third party. He added. And as China's domestic COVID-19 situation turns for the better, China has steadily resumed exchanges with foreign countries, and the country's diplomacy has pressed the acceleration button and sounded the clarion call. Saying that it is unnecessary to be concerned about China's economic outlook, Qing said as China accelerates high-quality development, promotes high-standard opening up, and fosters a new development paradigm, it will surely bring new opportunities to all countries in the world, especially regional countries. The process of Chinese modernization is the boost to global peace, justice, and progress, he added. China will set up a national financial regulatory administration, according to a plan submitted Tuesday to the national legislature for deliberation. Directly under the state council, the proposed administration will be in charge of regulating the financial industry except the securities sector, according to the plan on reforming state council institutions. It will be established on the basis of the China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission, which will not be retained. The plan said, noting that certain functions of the People's Bank of China and the China Securities Regulatory Commission will be transferred to the new administration. China's macro economy. China's import and exports declined slightly by 0.8% year-on-year to 6.18 trillion yuan during the first two months of the year, the General Administration of Customs said on Tuesday. Exports increased 0.9% from a year earlier to 3.5 trillion yuan during the period, while imports declined 2.9% to 2.68 trillion yuan, resulting in a trade surplus of 810.32 billion yuan. Trade with the country's largest trading partner ASEAN surged 9.6% year-on-year, which accounted for 15.4% of China's total foreign trade. While trade with the EU, US, and Japan fell by 2.6%, 10.6%, and 5.7%, respectively. And trade with Belt and Road countries grew 10.1% to stand at 2.12 trillion yuan in the period. Customs data showed. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. High-speed rail services from Hong Kong to Beijing and other long-haul destinations in the mainland will fully return on April 1st, authorities have announced, while trains to three destinations in Guangdong province will resume on March 11. In the first phase, services between Hong Kong West Kowloon Station and three stations, namely Chaoshan, Shantou, and Zhao Qingdong in Guangdong, will resume, of which tickets went on sale today. Next on Industry and Company News. After North America, Termio, a chain rival launched by Chinese e-commerce giant Pinduoduo, is slated to debut in Australia and New Zealand on March 13. The China-made products that have been available in the North American market will also enter the Australian market to help Chinese manufacturers offer their one-stop sales solutions to the globe, media reported Monday, citing an executive in charge of Pinduoduo's cross-border e-commerce business. 
Shares in television broadcasts surged as much as 37% on Monday after the Hong Kong-based TV broadcaster said that a unit is teaming up with Alibaba Group Holdings' e-marketplace Taobao on live streaming in a deal that is expected to significantly boost income. TVBC will conduct over 48 e-commerce live streaming events this year, which are expected to generate tens of millions of Hong Kong dollars in revenue parent company said. Thunderbird Innovation Technology, a Chinese augmented reality glasses maker under home appliance giant CCL, has secured more than 100 million yuan in its first fundraiser. The financing round was led by Fosun Capital and Windbrill Investment, while three others, including gaming firm 37 Interactive Entertainment, joined as strategic investors, the firm said Monday. Switching gears to financial news, China's foreign exchange reserves stood at 3.133 trillion US dollars at the end of February, shrinking 51.3 billion US dollars or 1.6% from the previous month, the State Administration of Foreign Exchange said Tuesday, due to the strong US dollar and changes in asset prices. Meanwhile, China held 65.92 million fine troy ounces of gold at the end of February, up by 800,000 ounces from January, increasing for the fourth straight month. And wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks failed on Tuesday with a benchmark Shanghai Composite losing 1.1% and the Shenzhen Components sank 2%. Hong Kong stocks also closed in the red, with the Hang Seng Index down 0.3% and the Tech Index dropped 1.3%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.